Hey guys, welcome back to the All In Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 10, and today you definitely want to stick around because on today's episode we have the biggest, the baddest real estate guru in the game, Mr. Clever Investor mm. himself, Cody you for- Sperber, baby. You, you, you forgot sexiest. The sexiest. Cody, <laughs> sexiest. Let's go. Sperber. And guess oh, what? Oh, man. Guess what? I think it's been like three years uh, coming, but I am finally going to put the biggest guru who I used to hunt down. He used to talk mad shit. Every event from the stage. I'm putting him on a hot seat today, and I am very excited about that. So, Mr. Cody Sperber. Senor, welcome. I actually have a whole agenda for you. You're going to love it, okay? Yep. Um, man, man. Hit, hit me up with all... I mean, look, let's get real. Let's get raw. I heard you talking shit. No, no, you didn't hear me. You heard it from Well, others. that's true. As soon as it left your lips, oh. I, I heard... I got about 15 You got too texts. many moles. You have too many moles in the game. I got plants in this industry. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, you know, I created a lot of, a lot of the... Uh, you lot were of the pioneer of... One of them. One of them. Yeah, I wasn't I the pioneer. One of them for sure. The best marketer. Yeah. You definitely spent the most, and you were everywhere. So that makes you. It the was best good markers. though, because I had a lot of healthy, really good competition with guys like Sean Terry mm. pushing. You know, like we just pushed each other, pushed each other. So yeah. it's like you know, I just got out there. But it appears that Sean kind of went off into the sunset for a little while, and uh, and you just kept turning. Is he and smart or am I smart? I don't know. You know, I I, I love you Sean. wear glasses. You're smart. I look smart. You look I smart. I look smart. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, I had a vision of what we were going to do with the real estate education side of the business. And mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, it was a good ride. It's still a good ride. It's a great ride. I wanted to be a teacher, though. You know, so it's in me from. You look like a teacher. Well, you look you, like you look like a substitute, though. You know, know what know I do when, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little nerdy. But, you know, like if I if I binge watch YouTube, it's not. It's 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 either magic stuff, midget midget porn, not midget magic. Oh, Mi- magic. Okay. Um. Uh. Or it's like history stuff. Okay. I like nerd out on the history stuff. Same. You know, I want to understand. Have you watched uh, uh World War Two in color, dude? Fifteen times. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you you're. I love. I'm it. in it. I'm in it. So you like to watch movies like Troy and uh, I just rewatched Gla- that Gladiator, mm-hmm. right? And and all those movies. So. Yeah, but if you would have said, what do you want to do as a little kid when you grow up? I would have said history teacher. Really? I That's actually so. one of yeah, my man. questions, by the way. Uh, it was either that or marine biology, but uh, I, I'm i from Arizona. We don't have oceans. Um, and when you I joined Colorado. the military, I didn't think it through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I joined the Navy following my dad's footsteps, and then I get violently seasick. Okay. So the whole thing about being on a ship, Mm-hmm. Uh, and being a marine biologist for a career wasn't going to work. I want to get into that, by the way, and we will. I have a whole lineup for you, brother. This is the hot seat with Cody Sperber. You ready? All right, so for those who have been living under a rock, okay, how long have you been in the game real estate investment-wise and education-wise? 2002, 2003 is when I started getting turned on to wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, wholesaling has been around for a long time. You know, I didn't invent it. The people who taught me didn't invent it. You know, it's been around for a long time. Uh, but there was a friend of mine named Jeremy 
uh, flipped a house and made eighty thousand dollars wholesale. Wholesale. Jesus. Gr- huge wholesale. Um, mm-hmm. And he had a mortgage broker friend that turned him onto it, and I went to lunch with Jeremy, and he penciled it out on a napkin, and that's how I discovered creative real estate investing. Uh, and it blew my mind because, you know, back then there wasn't podcasts, there wasn't a Carlos, you know, social putting out media, all this content with on his social. And his Rolls Royce, I know. Looking all bougie and buff. I know. Uh, you look, ha- you do. What happened to you? Why are you? Why are you looking so skinny? Uh, well, one of my personal you juicing or something. <laughs> Not. Uh, I got off of it. One of my personal development coaches is here, and um, it took me six months to really, uh, you know, she used to preach, you know, mind, body, spirit, and how the body is a symptom and, you know, not the cause. And, you know, we, I have to align. And she started with me in October of 2020. And I actually didn't start taking that whole physical side of things uh, serious until about March or April. Uh, and once I did, man, like in three months, I was able to just change my entire life around when it came to like food choices and food selections. Which, I mean, is really impressive because I did 75 hard. And, it, oh, and and I really tried to like bulk up and cut at the same time, and uh, it was brutal. And I'm watching you just melt fat away, and you're oh, looking. Yeah. I mean, you're hitting it. You're getting. Thank you. You look great, dude. Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you. the sh- the shirt's a little schmedium right now. No, you gotta this get is. A, uh, I just bigger. got this actually. Uh, if you want, if you uh, let me put these on. <laughs> if you uh, <laughs> if you want the uh, if you want the plug. Uh, I, I got a, I got my special. Um, you got the boss plug. The boss plug, dude. I've never seen anybody plug. rock. They should sponsor you. I got. I, they actually are starting to. Yeah, no, no, they are. Chase I, Banks I, should sponsor me. They, oh God, you're everywhere on Chase. I got your ads are still haunting me. But back to you. Anybody out there that's been living under a rock for twelve years? Because guess what? At least my generation, um, which I started in this game 2013, 2014. I didn't really get going to 2014. You know, I used to watch you on Periscope. You know, I used to have a job and uh, I used to, you know, be working. And then I'd be like, hey, can you handle this for me? I got to go and watch this. Right. So I'd get back there on Periscope. And there you are, man, just on your whiteboard explaining the process of real estate wholesaling at that time. And it was crazy. Like back then, you know, the only people that I could actually tune into that were giving out a a lot of free game was you, Sean Terry, and a guy named Nick Reese, which you probably don't even know. I know Nick. Alpha I, home I, flipping. I, I know of Nick. Um, look, but when I started, there wasn't any of that. So it was hard to yeah. learn this business. You had to get on, on, you know, look in a newspaper, find a guru that was going. It was hard. Some... It was hard when I got into the business in 2013, 2014, because again, it, it was, was the only bir- it was the birth of the online stuff. You know it was what I just mean? Starting, yeah. but I had to get on a plane, fly, like go to seminars, and then you know pull out my credit card and run to the front of the stage or the back of the room and like try and like buy boot camps and bus tours. And I always, always created a habit of spending money for knowledge. Mm. So I would walk out like there was because back then it was literally three ring binders full of documents in printouts from the, se- the boot camps and the seminars and yeah. even some tapes which yeah. is weird uh but i would have two three bags full of stuff and ba- some of the seminars they were just massive pitch fests mm-hmm. where like literally like 25 experts would come through and i'd buy all 25 courses Jesus. because i was so obsessed with this idea of getting wealthy in real estate and doing it in a creative way i had all this time all this hustle uh and Just all, not the not the knowledge. Not the knowledge, yeah. and no no successful people around me 
that I had access to, to be able to be like, you know, mentor me or show me what to do. And so I was on my own and I never wanted other people to go through that. So the, the, the education thing came naturally to me after I started getting good. So that first year sucked. Really? It was brutal. It was really brutal. I didn't do any deals for a year. Damn. Um, lots of close deals, uh, lots of connecting this person to this person. They would do a deal and they'd say they cut me in and then they'd cut they me out. They wouldn't they, cut they you in. Me. Yeah. A uh, lot of, uh, there was this guy named Troy who um, ran this company called Cutting Deals. And I remember I came to uh, his office and he, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to get the CEO of this wholesaling operation to talk to me. Mm. And they left me in the waiting room. Damn. You know, like shit like that. Do you, where hold, it's just do you hold like, grudges? Um, you, you know, I, I, like any person, I take offense to it. You know, I got ego. When you're disrespected. I, yeah, but I used it as motivation to Fuel, dominate. Fire. Yeah, I, I like it made me want to dominate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ultimately you learn through relationships in this business that you you have to play one of two games. You either go for the quick money game where you just cut, you're, you're, you're cutting deals. You're Troy, you're Troy where you're literally screwing anybody over to get to the bag as fast as you can. That's mm. one way of doing business. There's lots of people in this real estate game that don't Still, last. No. They're in and out. They burn bridges. They screw lenders. They they have bad reputations. I took the other route. I was like, you know what? I'm going to play the long game. Mm. And I'm going to try, no matter how bad a deal gets, I'm going to stick in there. My partners are going to see my character. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it took longer because I was a little too nice in the beginning mm-hmm. and I had to learn how to be a tougher real estate investor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all those experiences got me there and I watched the Troys come and go. Yeah. Dude ended up in jail, meth addict, Damn. Uh, divorced, yep. bankrupt. Yep. You I've know, so, so you just kind of like, you kind of like smile and just like, I'm playing the right game. Okay. I'm play, you know, I was like, but you're I was, not smiling because he became a meth head. And oh no, getting, I don't give okay. a, I don't give a shit okay. about Troy. And he, he left had, me in the fucking waiting room. Carlos, come on. You were I've on had, you I didn't even leave you in the waiting room you were gunning for me. I had to. You were you were the biggest dude. You were the biggest dude and I, listen, hold on. Well, I can't wait to get there, right? But okay, back to Troy, right? Yeah. I asked you if you hold grudges. And I do said, and I don't. I do and I don't. I use it I'm not I'm gonna, I I didn't throw a a pity party when he went to jail. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm saying. So you didn't put, you okay. didn't put money in I his didn't books. Bail him out. You didn't put money in his books <laughs> so he can eat, right? Uh, but you know, but I and honestly, I didn't pay much attention to any of that. It just you know you you use those moments where your where your back's against the wall. Like I've been an underdog my whole life. Okay. I like that position. I like my back against the wall. I like when people are kind of being a little condescending to me, kind of checking me, you know, because it reminds me what I need to do to be the version of myself that I want to be. And uh, I like competition. I think competition is very healthy. Mm. That's why I said I like that a guy named Sean Terry was even in my peripherals Mm -hmm. because it forced me to think about the content I was putting together and the way I was uh, doing deals and all the create. The reason I became the clever investor and such a gangster at creative real estate is because I had all this healthy competition around me that was beating me at just being better at sales or influence or negotiation. And so I had to be more clever, more creative to get to the lead first, or when I sat down with the seller to build that relationship faster. And I had to sharpen those skills. So I, I like it. I love it. Yeah. I love that you love it. No, <laughs> <laughs> let me just say this. 
before before you got here, uh, I told my crew like, and we all agreed. We were like, "Don't you guys just love Cody's ego?" And they were like, "Yeah." And then Danny said, "I love." And he's like, "I love how you, you know, you get along. Like I feed off of your energy and your ego and your, you know, you're a badass because." Uh, you know, you're an alpha male. I consider myself an alpha male and I'm a confident person and I love being around other confident people as long as they're good people. You know what I mean? As long as they're not looking to take a crap on the next person that's right next to them. Like, you know, I love feeding off your energy. Like it doesn't intimidate me. You know what I mean? I love that. Well, I, I, I love that about you. I think there's a point in a person's evolution where they start to become a real leader, mm. you know, and, uh, it, it, it's hard to be a leader. It's hard to, it's hard to be the first person to clap for your friends yeah. when they're being successful. Yeah. Because a lot of times when people are raising their intention and their enthusiasm, like you do on a daily basis, Thank you. the people around you, if they're not doing that, you're, you're reminding them of their shortcomings. Mm. You're, you're putting a big fat mirror in front of them saying, look, look at, look at yourself and what you're not doing. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, when you get a bunch of leaders around each other, and we're yeah. all celebrating it's each even other. more yeah, it's, energy. It, it's more energy, better so. energy, more uh, impactful. Not everybody's like that, though. Yeah, there's a. I know there's a lot of ego in the, in the game. Well, I mean, look at social media. <sighs> it's a problem, you know. We're actually at war. Yeah, from many different fronts, and um, it's 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 tough when you're in a business where there's a lot of money and a lot of ego. Mm -hmm. You know. Time limit, just yeah, get, yeah, ignore that limit. I, I have a, a hour. Uh, we're going live also on Instagram, and this is a live show, right? And uh, you know, I, I I do an hour, and and it just Instagram disconnects for me. I, I I limit myself to an hour a day on social media. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so yeah, it, once right. I hit well, that well, hour, we're talking about well, right? You know, you're protecting your peace. I am. I'm trying. That's good. Oh, we're gonna get into that also. So see, you're you're like you're way. I got some fire for you. Let me start with this. You're on the hot seat, my friend. Ready? First and foremost, why do people, you know, I started making a lot of noise in 2018. This was now, uh, it's going to be about, you know, almost four years, you know, started making a lot of noise. I threw, I figured out the sauce, spent millions of dollars figuring out all this marketing crap and, you know, the building up an infrastructure and a company and consumer brand and, you know, making mm -hmm. myself marketable and retail and all that stuff. And once we figured it out, you know, we, we spent all the millions of dollars just falling on our face and figuring some things out with all the marketing channels through my first event. It was called Momentum and everybody paid $5,000 a seat to be there, right? Pace Morby, Ryan Pineda, Donovan Ruff, and all the gurus out there now paid to be at that event. That was the first time. Yes. I think that had to be the first time that I, I didn't call, I didn't personally disrespect you, but I, I put you in that guru category. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you this. There was a stigma, and I wouldn't call it a stigma. There was people out there just hating on you. I was one of them. I was hating on you because I wanted to. I wanted to be that. I wanted to be that person. Like mm. I wanted to be that big. You know, like as big as you yeah. were. Think about it. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a Mexican dude who just figured out how to make a bunch of money, and you know, it's my first event. You know, I have no videographers. I'm not selling mentorships. I don't even have a course. I'm like, you want the sauce? $5,000, get over here, right? Yep. And they paid it. They paid it, right? And they're like, what the hell? This dude's not even selling a $50,000 mentorship after this, right? He's just giving me the sauce, right? All Everything. 
I was gunning for you, and I'll say this: there was people. At least I'm. I'm. I. Hey, man. When I finally met you in person, I looked at you in the eyes, and I'm like, I, I said two things. Mm -hmm. One, I said, Cody, you are pretty damn good looking. That was the first thing I said. And then I said, <laughs> I said, you're a pretty good looking guy. No, I didn't say that. Listen, I just said, hey, brother, I just want to let you know that, you know. The creepy thing about it is oh, you were we actually go. behind me whispering <sighs> into my ear. That's that's the part that tripped me out. Was I? I'm used to this. It was your old office and you had like this beautiful studio and me and Sal went in there and you were giving us all kinds of game. And then I just looked at you and said, hey, man, I just want to let you know, brother, as a man, you know, I'm sorry for ever disrespecting you, forever talking shit about you. You know, and I think that was that. Like after that, man, like that—that that was the moment that I—I uh, I knew you were a stand-up guy. Thank you, bro. Yeah, it takes a lot to to. It didn't take do me that. a lot. Well, I mean, it. It a takes lot. a lot of people a lot because of the pride and ego and yeah. like you know. I I, I really uh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. You know, and uh, it wouldn't have changed anything though, because I still would have. You would have supported kept... and helped in any way, even if you never said it. It just right. made me like you that much more. But look, when I started. There was people that were really successful that I was hating on. You were gunning for them. And there's a, a lot of reasons why. It One, it's good to have somebody that you're aiming for, right? Like an inspirational, like... The mounting your no climb. No matter which way you yeah. take it. You can either say, oh, they're so inspirational, I want to be like them, or yep. screw them, I'm going to be better than them. Boom. But for me, uh, it's it's for a couple of reasons. One, lack of information. Mm -hmm. We never met before that. You just... I saw you everywhere and yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and my marketing style is very aggressive, uh, depending on what you see and how you Ag get trapped in my web. Aggressive Lamborghinis, yep. uh, checks, lifestyle, lifestyle, big I money. Mean, it was crazy. You were the, I, and I don't know if anybody else in the real estate education space, everybody's doing it now, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody followed suit, but who was out there? Like you were the only one with, a white Lamborghini, a green Lamborghini, whatever, right? And you're on a Lamborghini, you're doing a, we got a fire of flame. And, and, and every single person told me, don't get the Lamborghini. You know, don't don't put that out there like that. They're don't gonna, be a douchebag. Don't be a douchebag. People are going to judge you and think. And I was like, look, you, you know, you people's attention spans very short. You got to make a spectacle. And I believed in the education that we were providing so much I believed in the message. I needed to get people's attention to, to get their, okay, this guy's crazy. He's consistent. He's got all, it's not rented. And, you know, you could tell it wasn't rented in a, a car. A lot of people rent a car. And that's well, most of your place said clever on it. So. Or investor or yeah, whatever. Exactly. You know, I was just, I was just showing like, look, this is, this is me. This is my lifestyle. This is what I'm doing. This is how I got there. Because I knew on the other end of that, it challenged their perception of what's possible. Cause I was a fucking bozo, bro. Like before I got into real estate, I was, you know, very unambitious. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was going to college. Uh, when the real estate thing, the first year didn't work out. I got a job as a bookkeeper, 34 grand a year, Jesus. no path. Like I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, like it, nothing hit. Uh, and I, I was doing drugs, selling drugs, you know, oh. it, all through high school, getting C's and D's. What was I going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? How was I going to get rich? Yeah. You know, and I was lucky enough to go in the Navy, which shifted my perception about myself. Mm -hmm. It gave me self-worth and efficacy and confidence. So I got that, but then now I needed a way to make a lot of money. And I went and talked to the, the history professor and they were like, we have two jobs just to pay our bills. And I'm like, damn, oh. that's rough. Like, I'm not, I, that's not what I want for my life. 
And then real estate changed everything. And look what it did for me, my family. Went from, from all that to anything, anything you want at any time, whenever, mm-hmm. with whomever, total However, freedom. Yeah, no. total freedom. And so I believed in it. And I believe that somebody can go from the rags to the riches through creative real estate. So, hell yeah. Get the Lambos, get the flamethrowers, get the cameras, beat the drum, get my kid. I started putting my kids. You know, my, my kid in my first ad was the best performing ad. It went viral, did 22 million views. Mm. Went viral. What was it on uh, uh, Facebook? On YouTube. Okay. On YouTube. Um, and so, uh, you know, and then an article, a lady wrote an article on USA Today about real estate guru's kid steals the show. He wasn't even supposed to be in the ad. That's amazing. I was just doing an ad, and he just rolled into the shot and yeah. started mirroring and mimicking. He's me. a natural, though. He's a natural. Yeah. And so it was It was like the light bulb went off. I was like, put my put everybody in the ads. Get, get, get the whole family You got super creative with some of those ads. Remember? Like when you're uh, dressed in different ways and you know in a space suit or something. I don't know what you had going on, but... You and him got super creative. You and you and your son. Dude, and, video, uh, video needs to be a core competency if you're going to be a marketer. Mm. I mean, look, this is what I do. I'm a direct response marketer in the real estate space. Boom. Right? Real estate's the foundation. You ask, are you even doing like? No, no. We're, right? we're, hold on. You see, yeah. I got questions for all of that. Well, hit hit me with the real estate questions. But like my my thing, if you were to say what's your secret uh, core competency, I'd say direct response marketing copywriting and being great on video 10 15 years ago when i first started putting myself out there the worst literally fumbling over myself not knowing what to say palm sweating armpit like I, I it's funny my video team always makes fun of me my right armpit just sweats all the time Profusely. so you'll see me every once in a while in the studio with a blow dryer like it's just like i get nervous just like everybody else mm-hmm. you know um but through repetition building that muscle and just screwing up royally on stage or screwing up royally on a video. I mean, so embarrassed that that's out there mm-hmm. and you can't sleep at night that you wake up the next day and you're like, I got to get better at better. this. I got to yep. get better. I got to get that conversation down. And thank God for Periscope and Instagram Live and all that because now when people, you're a savage. When people hear me, they're like, dude, he's so good. He's well, been like, doing I it. Did, for, yeah. I did 10,000 lives. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, no, I, I get you. Uh, the next question is this, man. For anybody out there that doesn't know, uh, you know, who you are and where you come from, give us a, a brief background story of your upbringing. I mean, were you like a homeless white Mm-mm. kid Mm-mm. or like a rich, privileged, entitled <laughs> brat, right? Like, yeah, I wish. Which one? What was it? Were you in the middle somewhere? That's what, my what biggest like? challenge now is my kids live in luxury <sighs> and I'm trying to like battle that. You know, that's yeah, my you're, that's you're... my burden and mission to no. grow up unentitled, non-spoiled little kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, my parent, great parents, phenomenal parents. Uh, but we had our own bullshit, like every family. Every family. You know, my dad uh, worked uh, about every two years. He would get fired from his job. We moved from state to state. I was constantly in a position. By the time I was 12 years old, I probably moved seven, eight, nine times. So I was in a constant like building new friends, losing friends, building new friends, losing friends. And I was really little. I, I was just like my son right now. And it's funny, God gives you these, these missions and these lessons that you have to go through that are almost like a mirror to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it brings out like the, the worst in you that needs to become the best in you. Mm. And for me, raising my son's the hardest thing I ever did because he's literally me, yeah. who is 
I'm difficult. I'm difficult to be married to. I'm difficult to have, you know, work, work with all yeah. of it. Um, and so he's very challenging, very smart, very hyper and very immature, mm-hmm. all rolled up into one. They call him gifted nowadays, right? They got a name for it. He's yeah. gifted, but that, that doesn't mean like he's like great at math or something like that. It just means that he's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I, I was that kid growing up. So I would get sidelined, pushed around, bullied by a lot of people because I was a smart ass Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't like that. Like I was good at making friends and I was also really good at burning bridges. So I was constantly like on my own, like trying to like reinvent myself every time we moved and some fucked up shit happened with the family, you know, parents cheating on each other. Uh, you know, my mom, one of the times my parents separated, and by the way, the end of the story, my parents are together. My mom and dad still are together. It's crazy how many times they've, we're out and then back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, and I don't tell a lot of people this, but like my, my one day I'm at my mom's apartment, right? I'm, I live with her part of the time with my dad part of the time. There's this lady hanging out there the whole freaking time. And I'm like, after like four months of this lady being around, I'm like, dude, what's with this lady? Is my mom's girlfriend. Damn. I had no idea. My mom was a bisexual lesbian. You know, I'm like, you oh, thought I was and a I'm roommate? Like, I'm like 11, you know, yeah. trying to like process like what the fuck is going on. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it, it, it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, that's your girlfriend. Like you guys are dating. <sighs> and um, she really never talked to me about it. It was just kind of a thing that happened. And it, it was like maybe one conversation. And then like four months later, lady was gone and we're moving back in with your dad. With dad. And they never once said a single word to me. Hmm. Like literally, like it never happened. So like, being a little kid that fucks you up. Yeah. So I like when you when you think like, about are we entrepreneurs. Just ignore that? <laughs> I'm I'm only bringing this up because I want people to know like every single successful entrepreneur I know, all of them, are effed up in some way. Some childhood stuff. You coming across the border, living in extreme poverty, no. feeling so much uncertainty and never feeling safe, and you no, know not no. knowing what's coming next. And how are you? You know, you told me one time like you guys showered like in a yeah, bucket or a so, creek or something. Yeah, like that's that's cr- like to me, I never had to deal with any of that. I had a great great parents, great family. They but, always, but very, my mom lower, wasn't a lesbian. I was very lower middle yeah. class, like very lower, like rentals. My yeah. grandparents lived with us for a lot of time. My grandparents were very religious. My parents, my grandparents talked to me in tongues more than they talked to me normally, like hardcore snake handling religious. Um, so like, like I'm just like a little kid trying to na- navigate moving yeah. and the emotional stuff of your parents. And, but my dad always did really good things for me. Mm. Like dad, I want a new bike. No, but I'll show you how to create the money to get it. Oh wow! And it was my my dad was an entrepreneur back then, yeah. so it was like just like or I'll loan you forty bucks. You sign this contract with me, a loan con. He would draw it up on a paper, loan contract, and you have to pay me back with interest by this time. Mm. So little lessons, kind of giving me those skills, and he did planting he, seeds. I I sold can. I wanted a scooter. I sold candy. Until I got Hold the on. scooter. Were you? Did you ever sell candy in those white vans that would pick you up, and not in door knock? No, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> oh, like like literally the candy yeah. bar. Where you went door to yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Okay, so you yeah, got, I was. I mean, some creepy. Yeah, some creepy guy I didn't know would just 
you know, friends would tell friends. All the poor kids would tell the poor yeah. kids, hey, man, you want to make some money today? I'm like, damn, okay, what do you got going on, right? Slanging candy yeah. bars. He's like, man, this dude's going to pick us up, man, and we're going to go, uh, the turtle, whatever it was, mm. and we're going to go sling this chocolate, man, and these boxes, and, and you get to keep 50% of it. They and, were always hitting us up in our neighborhood. Yeah. We would, was, we, we would go to the rich neighborhood, so. Oh, well, maybe it wasn't you in my okay. neighborhood. You were smart. You went to the rich We went to the rich neighborhood. That wasn't my neighborhood. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he would give me a loan. I'd go buy candy at the whatever the Costco was back then. And, uh, yeah, and then I'd sell the candy, give him back his loan, and eventually I made enough to buy my own candy, then buy my own scooter. Mm. Had the scooter about two weeks before I, my pa- My mom said the day before it happened, don't leave your scooter out front. What do you think happened? They stole it. They stole my fucking scooter after I worked all that time. Yeah, so. Was it, a, le- was it a lesbian that stole it? <laughs> <laughs> Joking. She, she, she jacked we love, the scooter. Oh, by the way, hold on. We love the L, what is it, the LG. I don't, I don't want them to Dave Chappelle me in any way. Uh, Bro. What is it called? You're going to get canceled. You know, know so I'm LG? lucky. I can talk shit. I'm above being canceled. Oh, all right. At this point, you can't cancel somebody that's above the clouds. Yeah, it's, uh, they can't cancel Dave Chappelle. They're trying. But go ahead. <laughs> um. So yeah, he did a lot of cool stuff like this. So that was my childhood. Um, I, 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 unfortunately, because of all of it, and just I had a lot of freedoms. My parents were never like really like uh, controlling. They mm-hmm. let me figure out my own way. And it's one of the things I worry about my kids because I'm very like like kids don't go for long bike rides on their own or no. just like go break stuff and steal stuff and do all the. They're dumb very shit. sheltered now. They're very sheltered. It's like okay, we're gonna go trick or treating at church in a yeah. very safe and i'm going with you yeah uh and so it's uh we i just had all this freedom which i got into a lot of trouble i started smoking weed when i was in seventh grade i started selling it in the eighth grade uh weed was much better money than was that your candy was that your first <laughs> i was gonna ask you what was your first entrepreneur venture was that uh, your first entrepreneur? Uh, no candy was my first and then when i was i think about 10 or 11 i was Walking to, I, I hopped a fence and I was walking down this alley in between uh, a residential area and this little commercial building. And there was a guy, there was a door open in the back and there was a guy sitting back there smoking. He had an apron on and I could smell the Italian food coming from the door. And there was this little Italian restaurant in there. And uh, I was walking by there and I, and I started talking to this guy for some reason because he was on his little smoke break. And uh, he, I said, how's your day going? He goes, it'd be a lot better if I'd have to wash all these dishes. And I'm like, bro, I got you. How much are you going to pay me if I wash the dishes? So that was actually my first under-the-table real job Beautiful. where every day I would show up for two hours a day washing dishes. And I was so little, they had this massive pot that they would literally uh, – uh, that they would make sauce in every day. And they put me in the pot. You would jump I'd in scrub there. Yep. in the mm-hmm. pot the yep. whole thing. So, like, you know, uh, that was my first – first like job job where i felt like i was going to work yeah right but then i started s- selling weed and i was like fuck this job oh, weed's way better <laughs> then i started selling ecstasy and acid and it just jesus spiraled. christ uh, and i i it used to be have a skateboard and i'd skateboard around town and be you know delivery Did you have like a little backpack i had a backpack on and a skateboard amazing Big so you were doing you were, I, I look like a little raver kid you were like uber eats before uber eats right like <laughs> you were like uber weed there you go right <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and then I got smart, though. Like, when I was in high school, I was like, man, fuck skateboarding to people. They got to come to me. Mm. So then I got a job at Burger King. Here we and go. And I was selling weed to the manager of Burger King. So I'm like, look, put me in the drive-thru. Oh. Put somebody else in the drive-thru so they can actually do all the work. And all my customers will just come through the drive-thru. And if they ordered a certain Whopper, 
through the run it run it through the machine two times ex, extra crispy with extra pickles. I knew they wanted a quarter sack. Wow. So there was code. There, there was code. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, they had to order the right thing. Otherwise, I'm going to be just yeah, 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 offering yeah, everybody yeah. wheat in the drive thru. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so hold on. Well, I never got caught. That was the, sorry, Burger King. I never got it's, caught. Uh, what is that called? Thank Statue God. of limitations. You're safe. You're fine. It was just 10 years. Weird. It was yeah. just some weird. Yeah. Uh, but plus, yeah. plus, I made them eat more and they would come back and, and buy more food. And then for me, in high school, I want my everybody told me go to college go to college go to college i was like fine i'll go to college although every cell in my body was like fuck college i already hated high school hated high school hated school don't want to go to college but you wanted to be part of the cartel uh, well no i I, I, honestly i didn't know what the hell i wanted to do i was just unambitious floating Mm. but i knew college was not something i wanted to do I went, I enrolled at community college. I went for one hour. I literally walked onto campus with my backpack, went into the classroom, unpacked everything, packed everything, walked out, never went back. I didn't cancel properly. I just ghosted. So you got like an F. I got a full blown F. Yeah. F. And uh, it's funny because then I I ended up a few months later going into the military um, and that changed everything for me because I got plucked out of this environment where I was, all my friends were smoking weed, all my friends were partying, all my friends were kind of being bozos to now structure, system, discipline, discipline, yeah. fitness, mm-hmm. eating better. Like all of that started happening and I grew up and I can't even stress it enough how grateful I am that I made that decision for my life. Well, you were a seaman. I was a seaman. I was a seaman recruit. <laughs> We won't get into that. That's, that's an inside joke. Yeah. We won't. Um, yeah. You know, but it's, uh, it was that, that's it. That's the background. That's, and you talk to other entrepreneurs and they all got fucked up shit going down. They were either hustlers mm-hmm. uh, or they have really rough childhood. And they look at that and they have this internal ambition and drive that just boils up because they want control. Mm-hmm. If you strip away all the desire of money and cars and jets and lifestyle, it really is control. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So real estate investing wise, how long have you been doing that? Real estate education, how long have you been doing that? Uh, I started Clever in 2000. I started working on Clever in 2009. I officially launched it in 2010. Okay. That's when it started. But I started training people. What about wholesaling? Like when did you? 2003. You started doing deals in like 03. Uh, uh, the end of 03. So you were like, in- it took me a year, right? I started yeah. in 03. It was really probably 03, 04, somewhere in that time where I finally started doing my deals. But I had a mentor. Yeah. Well, hold on. This is important because a lot of people out there, especially now, right? Like now it's wholesaling, e com, crypto. Uh, what else do the kids have going on these days? There's one more thing NFTs, Amazon. right? Amazon. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's e com, right? Yeah. So that's what the kids have going on these days. And all these kids and, and all these young entrepreneurs, it's instant gratification, right? Instant mm-hmm. gratification. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You said I started in 03 in the beginning and I didn't get my deal until the end of 03, right? Maybe even the beginning of 04. It's something like isn't it's right that, around there. Isn't that a very common story for like a lot of like, for me, six months, 2,400 bandit signs, you know, uh, Maryvale, West Phoenix, I made $5,000 on my first deal. You know what I mean? Isn't that a very common story in the game of real estate that it takes time? It takes it. People think, cause you know what's going on out there, right? Oh man, I'm slinging e-com. I'm going to get rich tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing crypto. Oh man, look, have you seen that? You know, I'm up 6,000, right? So 
people out there still think that the game of real estate works the same way that they can come in today as a real estate wholesaler, print out some business cards or whatever they do. And then like two weeks, they're into their first deal and they just made hundred K. Tell us about your first deal and tell them how wrong they are that that doesn't really exist. Yeah, I, I will say this, that the fact that we have technology data, all this access to information, skip tracing, like the systems like you have, like it condenses the time. And I think mm -hmm. you could get there a lot faster. Back then it was a lot of hand to hand combat, yeah. very hard. It was very difficult to, to get data. You, title companies had a little bit. There wasn't a lot of like online data sources that didn't really exist. Um, and so it just, a lot of it was relationship driven mm -hmm. and just and hustle, being, just being out in the field a mm -hmm. lot. Yep. Uh, dude, we didn't even have like a lot of this. We didn't have any of this. We didn't have any of this smart technology. I don't think we even had flip phones back, no, back when you started. No, I think it was a Motorola. No, I think I had a Motorola Razor or something. No. I feel like yeah, I don't remember the time. Maybe you had the uh, what is that called? Because because you were a drug dealer, so you were, you probably had the um, the BlackBerry. You were you know you were, I'm joking. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the so it was it was tough. My first deal, like I said, took me nine months. Didn't happen. Quit the business. Four months as a bookkeeper. Finally got back in. Uh, then went to an event. Found a mentor. Paid for the mentor. Uh, two months working with the mentor finally popped my first big deal. Mm. So it took me, I mean, but that that's a, over a year yeah. of, of, of trying a lot of emotional roller coaster Absolutely. stuff going on because you know, the voices get loud mm -hmm. as time goes on. Which voices? Your self-limiting beliefs. Just what were that, some of the voices that you had going on at that time? My, uh, I had all of them. Uh, but my biggest loudest one was, um, Cody, you look too young. Nobody's going to take you seriously. That was my personal demon of being judged because I always looked young yeah. my whole life. So no. I was in ninth grade. I looked like I was in seventh. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to fuck the fucking kid that looks like he's seven in seventh grade. You know, it's like that. That's that feeling of I being know that little what, kid yeah. of like, fuck, I want to be accepted. Yeah. Like I, 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 and, but you're, I, I walked up to one of the first things I did when I got in the business uh, that I met this investor and he said, you're going to go knock doors. And I said, okay, I've never knocked a door before. And he's like, don't worry about it. It's easy. Here's some leave behinds. Here's some addresses. Go up to the uh, house. They're in foreclosure. Foreclosure's like a week or two away. Yep. Tell them that we can stop their foreclosure and uh, save their house. Yep. So here I am. I got these, like, they call them leave behinds. I got these leave behinds in my hand. I'm walking up to the door. I have a piece of shit Nissan pickup truck right behind me. I'm nervous as can be. I don't know what to say. I don't know what I'm doing. In my voice, I'm like, you look like you're 10. You look like you're 10. You look like you're 10. You don't actually have money. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm walking up to the door, and I see the lady peeking through the blinds. And all of that, her eyes judged me. That's how I felt. Like, she knows mm -hmm. I'm bullshit. I'm mm -hmm. a fake. Yeah. Right? What does he want? What does he Oh, not, not what he wants. Get the fuck off my property. You're right. Because armpits you're the, going you're the, crazy. You're the right? ninth, like... 90th person today that's come to my door telling me the same shit. And so I'm walking up and I got these papers and they're shaking like a leaf. And then right before I get up to knock on the door, she swings it open and she says the worst thing that anybody could ever say to me with myself, let me believe. Hey, kid, get the fuck off my property. Come back with your dad when you can really help me. Boom. Slams oh. the door. Ask Shannon this. This is a true story. I left, dropped my shit, ran back to my truck, and I cried in the truck. Could not 
pull away. I was so I had so much anxiety because it was like all your my worst, fears, my, yeah, your all worst, the fears. Yeah. Like fuck, dude, she yeah. just stabbed me in the heart. Yeah, and I'm thinking, and this is your first att real attempt like, at, at door yeah. knocking, and yeah. I'm thinking, why the fuck would anybody ever do this business? This is the worst business ever. Mm -hmm. I don't care how rich you can get. You know, this is not the way to do it. It's the hardest. It's the hardest. And I came home and I told Shannon, I'm never going out back door knocking. We have, there has to be another way. I'm never doing that again. And what does any good woman do? She lets me cry and sulk and complain and talk to myself and all that stuff. And then the next day she's like, you need to go back. Mm. You need to go back. And she, she kept pushing, pushing. And by like the third or fourth day, I'm like, fine, I'm going to go back and, and, just to you know, kind of round the story up. Wait, you went, you went back to the same lady? No, 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 no. no. Oh. I went back out door knocking. Okay. Uh, I went and got my dad. Do you still? And, <laughs> yeah, right. Do you still have nightmares? How of this great lady? would that story be if I went and actually got my dad? And, and I got the deal. The yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you uh, still have nightmares of this lady? No, no. I'm I'm grateful for. Her. What What does she look like? Do you remember what she looks like? I don't. Okay. Well, no, that's a good thing. No. That's a good thing. I'm just grateful for that experience, you know, because it it reminded me that you could do hard things mm -hmm. and that you, you know, no, n nobody's going to like, like a lot of people have a fear of talking on the phones. So nobody's going to reach th through the phone and smack you, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I went back out and, uh, I didn't, I knocked on a door. They were very nice to me. I told me, no, I went to another door, knocked on it. They were very nice to me. told me no. And then when I was sitting in my truck, this old guy came up, went up to the door and, uh, uh, knocked on it. And then next thing you know, he disappeared inside and then all of a sudden, I, 20 minutes later, I waited for him because I want to know what he said to get in there. 25 minutes later, a mobile notary pulled up, and he got the deal right then and there. And then 15 minutes later, he came out, shook the lady's hand, and walked out. And I went and grabbed him, and I'm like, dude. How did you do that? What did you do? Yeah. His name was Walt, and he was a door-to-door -door salesman for 40 years. Okay. Do you think Walt knows something about knocking doors? Yeah. Do you think yeah. he knows how to overcome an objection or two? Absolutely. That was Walt. And so I was like, you got to teach me how to overcome these objections. And he Legend. Said, and he just said, I'll put you to work. You can uh, be part of my, my, don't you bring the deals to my me. My door knocking yeah, team. Yeah. Right? And yeah. So one way or another, you're going to pay for a mentor. Mm -hmm. One way or another, whether it's working for that person or just cutting them a check. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. That's beautiful. Fears. Shout out to Walt. Shout out to Walt. Shout out to getting the fuck back up and having a bounce back spirit. Yes, sir. And that's why you need people like Walt around. Yeah, you know, it's like. So well, this business is tough. Like, it, back to your point is it's not easy. And if everybody has this short sighted, what's in it for me? I'm entitled. It should be easier. It's not happening on my time frame mentality. This business isn't for you. Boom. It's just not. This is like you said earlier. This is, I mean, you, you're in this for the long haul, right? I'm trying, this to, is, I'm trying to make hundreds of millions of dollars. This is a marathon. I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm. I'm not worried about ten thousand dollar wholesale. You're not in for the hit and run. No, no. And if you and, and if you're leaning over the cliff because you have to pay your credit card bill, then you know, get a second job, do something, do whatever you got to do to keep this real estate dream alive. But don't don't self sabotage the dream because it's not happening on your time frame. Brings me to my next question, by the way. You know, you've been on both sides uh, and you're still actively on both sides, right? What have you seen in your decade plus of experience and being in the industry on both sides, education and on the investment side? You've seen people come and go, right? Like, what have you seen happen that it just 
kind of like what you mentioned earlier about Troy or whatever, right? Like they come in, they 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 burn a bunch of bridges, take advantage of a lot of people, and then they're out, right? Like you've seen people come and go on both on both sides, investment and education. Yeah. What is it? What is the biggest thing that works against them? Uh, on the education side of things, they're just a bunch of copycats, you know, and they default to the lamest form of marketing, which is you don't have to do any work. It's super easy. Push a button, make millions. And to me, that's that just showed when people start marketing like that. I'm like, you're a fucking bozo marketer. Like you don't you don't you're not putting in the love and energy to, to master that craft. Mm. Um, and so those ones don't stand the test of time because they overpromise, underdeliver, get bad reviews, and then people smarten up and eventually. And that's why this industry. I loved your title of our podcast because it's like the guru in the hot seat. Cool, guru's got a bad rap right nobody wants to be a guru in the real estate space because there's a lot of scam artists and bullshit going on out there and there's people that are rightfully skeptical because they've been taken advantage of mm -hmm. so the ones that i like it's like now right now i really like like what pace morby's doing mm -hmm. energy right like love energy community community, community. Yeah. and he's putting in the work to to build that uh that bond and love within the community yep. that's going to carry a lot of people forward i i like it when young people get in this game yeah. i'm okay if you uh are teaching your friends and family like you go out and flip 10 houses and now you're teaching your friends and family how to get in the real estate i'm okay with it a lot of people hate on it because they don't have like the credibility and now they're trying to make money selling a course like look more people we can inspire to get in the business the better yep. now i think consumers are really smart and they're going to you know, that's only going to take that person so far. They, they're going to have to become a great marketer and really good at their craft to do like what you did. You scaled it, yeah. you know, and you scaled it because you spent millions of dollars running a real estate business and scaled that. Yeah. And then everybody looked at that and said, he cracked the code. How did you do I it? In. Yeah. You went in like people were paying you five grand. That's what started my education business. And people started coming up to me saying, I'll pay you five grand. I'll pay you 10 grand. Just, just give me your software. Just give me your tools. Mm -hmm. How are you doing it? And uh, I'm excited for the changes of what's happening over the next few years. I think the realtor game's changing, mm. right? Like, I don't think consumers 10 years from now are going to pay realtors 3, 3%, 6%. No. I just don't think they'll do it. No. Nope. And I think it's getting harder for realtors to defend that position yeah. with technology and speed. I think uh, uh, crypt, uh, blockchain is going to really revolutionize the way data moves. Mm -hmm. And I think the people that are building, like, uh, verticalizing their real estate operations are the ones that are going to win. Like, I have a friend named John out of Vegas. He, you know, like, you can have a brokerage, but you can also have an insurance company. You can also have a lending company. You fix can also and flip have operation. a fix and flip yep. operation. You can also, so he has all under one roof. Mm -hmm. That's the person that's going to yep. be sellable, scalable, all of that. Different people, baskets. People, people that are just like, I'm going to go, you know, my dream is to start a brokerage. I'm like, dude, that's an uphill battle right now. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? That's, it's a, that's a dying concept. Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, you got to be future proof. That's how you have to think right now. Right? Yeah. The good news about real estate, it's future proof. People always need a place to live. But how we do it is not always future proof. You know, when, when, when I was getting into this game um, on the investment side, because I didn't start educating until like four or five years later until I figured it out. You know what I mean? I wasn't worried about I didn't get I, I didn't get into this game just like you. You didn't get into this game to become an educator, a guru, uh, whatever you want to call it, an influencer, right? A public figure. 
I got into this game to escape poverty, kind of like you, right? Like, I mean, I'm going to try to build a business so I can have some money and, you know what I mean, like take care of my family. Um, but when I got into this game, there was a guy named Sean from Rock Solid Investments. He was the only guy that gave me the time. He gave me 15 minutes. He was in between meetings. That's pretty good. He was in between I meetings. Say, that's solid. I hit up every I, – I didn't hit you up because I didn't hit Sean Terry up either. Um I used to just watch you guys' free stuff, and same thing with Nick, webinars, things like that. I didn't hit you guys up because you know how it is, man. Like, this is, we're talking 2013, 2014 here. Like, everybody was hitting up you, Sean, and Nick. So I'm like, okay, I'm not even going to try that. Let me go try to find some other investor and see if they'll give me the time of the day. Someone that's not like a public figure. You know what I mean? And he gave you 15 minutes. He gave me 15 that's minutes. That's more than most people get. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. So, what was the wisdom he dropped? He said, he, it, he, I wasn't even, I, could, I didn't even speak his language at the time. He's like, you got to have an exit strategy, right? Like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, well, you know, you, you're going to have to get really good at marketing. You're going to have to get really good at, you know, talking to people and closing deals. And then you got to have an exit strategy. He kind of gave me that. That was his yeah. trinity. Yeah. And then, and I'm like, what is this dude talk? Like, I have no clue what yeah. this dude's saying, right? Because I don't speak that language at that time. That's and then funny. at the end, he says this. He literally walked, he was, He's like, gents, I got to get to my next meeting. And we're like, hey, thank you so much for your time, you know, whatever, you know. And he's like, no, no problem, man. Hey, I wish both of you the best of luck, me and Sal, right? Yeah. Gets up and then he comes back. He's like, oh, oh, man, I don't know how I forgot this. By the way, this is a reputation business. I don't even know what that meant at that time. Yeah. He's like, this is and always will be a reputation business. Dude, killed it. Nailed it. And then he walked away. Dude, that's me saying so, play the long game. So I don't yeah. understand the marketing and the acquisitions mm. and the exit strategy, but I understood that. Yeah. From and 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 that has stuck with me, as you can see. You know, you know, you you know me inside out. Like you know yeah. my family. You know how I operate. You know my core values. You know what I believe in. I'm old school. I'm just like you. Um, the repu the reputation, right? Reputation in this business, man. Like, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of stuff, man. That I'm like. Wow. You know, and, and let me hear before you go on. Right. Because you and I come from two different backgrounds. I've seen this happen and correct me if I'm wrong. And I, I personally, just like you, I love people of all races, you know, all religions, everything. I don't care. I love everybody equally. I don't look at color. I don't look at religion. I look at character. I look at character. OK, I look at intention. I look at I feel energy. Right. I've seen white folks, okay? I've seen white folks roll with white folks and become really wealthy. And you can't sit here and tell me that's not the truth. Watch this. You look at a, an event like, you probably don't even know who these people are, like Investor Fuel. All the white folks are there, right? And I, I love all the white folks. I, I got some, some of my best friends are white folks. A mentor and a best friend and a brother like you. You, you, know, you become a mentor and a brother and you're white. You know what I mean? Uh, and German from what I hear. Right. Uh, so I've seen, you know, I've seen Tim, Tim, Tim Bratz or Tim Bratz. love that guy. Amazing individual, uh, commercial space. He just had a legacy summit, bunch of white folks there. You know what I mean? I've seen black folks row together, Max Maxwell, Keith Everett, uh, Brian Regbu, uh, Byron, the investor, they row together, right? Watch this. Then you look at la the Latino community. You want to know what I see in the Latino community? Tearing each other down. 
We have not outgrown that bullshit, scarcity, crab in a bucket mindset. Oh, oh man, I got to make more money than him. I got to sell more seats to my event than him. I got to sell more courses than him. I got to do more real estate deals than him. I got to have more clout than him. I got to have more influence than him. I've seen the way that you and the group that you have brought me into role. I'm telling you, I've learned more in the past year since you've been bringing me around than I've learned about business and the way that people like collaboration over competition, the way that you and Cole, which by the way, Carlos is speaking at thrive this year. If you're, if, if, if you have an opportunity, I cannot wait to hear your talk. You know, know I'm taking it pretty serious. I I got a presentation going. I know it's going to be fire. I know you're really putting a lot into it. Thank you. Thrive is the best entrepreneur event in the game. Absolutely. It's a dream. For me, it's a dream. The lineup of speakers is ridiculous. Look at it at attendthrive.com and then uh, use 100OFF, 100OFF, if you want uh, my discount code for $100 off. But, like, look at that lineup. Carlos, you look good on that flyer. Thank you, brother. You've worked over these years i've watched you kind of grow and every time i've given you any game you've always applied it i mm-hmm. love that always you're, you're a fast action taker you and sal are like the real deal when you when it comes to taking action uh but seeing you at the thrive stage and the vendor stages seeing you grow your own event um freedom humongous i was so was impressed i walked in there 850 people like, okay, in the room yeah, i'm like right. dude he's playing the game now yeah, all right yeah because, uh, dude, nobody was doing big events in the real estate space. Dean was. I was. Yeah. Uh, fortune builders. Yeah. And, I mean, there wasn't a lot of people putting thousand plus people in yeah. a room. Yeah. Uh, so it was cool to see that. Uh, but Thrive is big. It's and it's you. You it's gave me my first. Lineup. You gave me my first big opportunity. And by the way, guys, Thrive. Like, if you haven't got your seats, hit me up. I got so many people around me close that are going their inner circle. Um, so if you want to be part of the inner circle, DM me, okay? DM me the word thrive. Andy Frisella's keynoting, Jesse Itzler, Jim Quick, Tim Grover, uh, Sean Whalen, the list goes on and on and on Cody, Cole, myself, um, uh, a lot of women too. A lot of ladies, a lot of women. Uh, We need more ladies. Jeanette May, Sonya Hatter. Yep. Um, Jamie Cross. Like we're, some of these ladies are powerful. I told my, my personal development coach, I said, I said, hey, you know, when I'm not, this is the only event that I'm actually going to go to. And when I'm not speaking, I'm going to be just like this. Hanging out. I'm going to be just like this. What does Andy have to say? You know what I mean? You're right. I never me, heard Andy Priscilla speak on stage. Oh, man, he's my favorite. Him and Sean Whalen are, and uh, Jim Quick, I love listening to them <laughs> talk. The way they, they, they roll is just so good. They're playing But the reason, level. look, it took me a decade to break into some of these circles. Yeah. I served my way all the way into the biggest, best entrepreneur circles absolutely what i've discovered is that there are levels of successful people that once you get to that level it is so refreshing to be around people that are so supportive they're all so secure and successful in their own rights they're all doing multiple things they they want nothing more than to see you win Mm -hmm. and that love forces you to step up like you you look at that it's so inspiring that you're like you leave that interaction like dude i gotta be a better friend i gotta be a better husband i gotta be a better business person i gotta set my game up it wasn't always like that even in the white people yeah thing yeah you know yeah. like i know you say like the mexicans we, we're kind of tearing each other down i think i think you could set the standard to change that mm-hmm. i think that's part of your calling and you told me that on day one 
that you really wanted to help your community elevate on a lot of different Unite levels. and elevate. Yeah, I love no. that. Uh, but it's it's in all the communities, dude. They're doing mm. it in every group. I think it's the, at the lower level, though. Well, it's because we don't know. We don't know. You know, most of us aren't taught to be successful. And, and it's, it's a success isn't a money position. It's not a material position. It's a mindset shift. And that's what people don't understand. It's a way of life. It's not your level. Yeah. And the problem is, as you're starting to make more and more money, all those fears and childhood bullshit traumas and everything's Just, coming up and out. And you haven't had time to, to clear it yet. Yeah. And a lot of it's subconscious. Yeah. You know, we see somebody doing better than us and we recede and we get a heart on ourselves and it comes out in a toxic way. It's awful. It's awful. But I went through it. You went through it. Yeah. I hated on some guru at some point. Trust me. Yeah. I just didn't have social media and a camera pointing at me. There's people hating on me now. I'm I the just, guru that people hate I just hate wasn't on. dumb enough to do it standing in front of an event. I'm, I'm very transparent. <laughs> you know that. Uh, <laughs> right. People were texting me, dude, Carlos said this and this. Here. I'm like, you know what? Good. Yeah. Good. Good. It reminds me that, that I'm I'm super transparent, and, yeah. and and I think you love that about me. I like that people are hating on you. That means you're 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 doing something. Well, and then they see where like they see who I'm with and what I'm doing, and and they want a piece of that, right? I, they want a piece of that, and I can tell you this, you know, like there's people that have called me, and they're like, hey man, how can I, you know, how can I do this, and how can I do that, how can I get on that stage, and da, da, da. I'm like, hey man, uh uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, that's not the way this works, man. You have to serve your way. Everybody you to wants to come with the red carpet front door. Boom. I know. Right? You got to serve your way there. Yeah. It's all right. They'll get there. If they want it bad enough, they'll get there too. Um, and they'll that, make what's, the right What's moves. cool is the doors are open. Yeah. It's not a, It's not what you think. You know, we are protective of, of our relationships, and I think you'll be that way too. But the, it's there for you. Bro, it you help, gotta show what, what helped me out a lot was me passing my first test. You know, the first test. You gave me a test. You... You may not told me, and I didn't know that you were giving me a test, but when you put me on Thrive, uh, Virtual Thrive in October of 2020, right? Um, the biggest, man, I'm telling you, like, I remember the phone call. You ready to play with the big boys? You ready to step up to the big leagues, right? And I was like, what is going on? Hey, man, I'm going to get you in. I'm going to get you in. Let's see what you got. And I was like, you know, it's kind of like that, that prospect that's kind of working his way up through, like, the minor leagues, right? We all had to do it. And then, yeah. and then... And then I, I, I you know, I, I show up, you know, and, and I, I push it, I show up. And then before I leave, you know, that was the biggest blessing ever. Like Cole stood, stand up, he's like, hey man, come here. And I was like, oh shit, what is this dude? You know, I thought he was gonna like take a shit on me or something, yeah. right? He's like, hey man, I just wanna let you know that, you know, Cody looked out for you. And, uh, you know, I never, he's like, I never put anybody on this stage unless I know who they are and what they're about. He's like, but I'll tell you what, He's like, he undersold you. I was like, I left that event with so much confidence. I had to feel good. I left that, that event. I left that event where now I just. And Cole's I own like the stage. A, he's like a like a like a hardcore crusty old sailor. Like that's how he rolls around. He's yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the fact that he said that that means it's coming from a real Absolutely. place with him because he doesn't just dish out compliments. And that that's because before the event, you we were all part of a private text group. And you were playing full out in the group for on display, and people every Wait, what? What in happened? the private text group. Yeah, you know how I roll in those text groups. Yeah, you I go like, crazy. You well, are I nuts. Just, I just I said, you put yeah. I you set put a standard. Yeah. yeah, I set a standard, and these are you know. I wasn't in that text group. You were in a text not the group. thrive. I was in the Avengers text group. 
Oh, that's right. You were in the Avengers tech. Same thing. Okay. Same thing. I'm okay. just pushing. But you had a there. Thrive text group, I'm assuming. Yeah, Thrive text group. But yeah. I was talking about all the things that you were doing. Oh, and it just, you, everybody, it was on full display. So Thanks, man. People, people appreciate that. Thank you. Well, back to now the way that you roll, right? Which is my next question is, what other things do you have What going is that on? thing? That thing's fancy. This is cool, right? It's called a Remarkable, actually, and it's all digital. It keeps me very organized. And you literally just flip through your pages, but there's not yep. actual pages? No, it's super cool. I got to put you on. Yeah, that's slick. Right? So what other things do you have going on? Because, listen, for everybody out there, by the way, who's been joining into this hot seat, I have personally seen what you're doing in real estate, who you're doing it with, the ridiculous projects that you have going on mm -hmm. they're they're a little even out of my league and i have a million i have a one point i just sold a property for 1.715 1.7 million dollars and you're doing things that are out of my league and i'm always selling a 1.7 million dollar uh, project which by the way you know how i haven't when we get into the game remember when we got into the game we're, we're, we, we got checks right we want to show off the checks right yeah. it's been all wires for like a few years for me sure. now but you got a check? This is going to be a check. Yeah, yeah. Because it's six it's six figures, you know. It's yeah. it's I think it's like 700 and something thousand it turned out to be. So uh, I'm definitely going to put that's that a, check. That's, that's big money. And the HUD and I'm going to go in front of Chase and I'm going to bring a Lamborghini. <laughs> I'm just joking. Go. I'm not doing all that. But what other things, man, do yeah. you have going on? I know you got a lot yeah, going been, on with real estate. I've been and lucky, education. man. I've been through a lot of evolutions of my real estate businesses. Yeah. I've had I my thing that I realized very early on is you have to master the art of leverage. So I always was really good at finding very talented people that maybe had the heart, the ambition, but not the skill set yet, and putting them in my bus, putting them in the right seat of my bus, and then coaching them up and showing them how to win the game. Okay. And so I've been through different evolutions of my real first it was just all wholesaling and then it was some wholesaling and a little rehabbing and and that kind of stuff and uh, while well, i built my little rental portfolio and then i sold all my rentals i got really i didn't want to do rentals and i was making a lot of money in the education business i was still wholesaling a lot and you know some of these people that have come through my operation you know that uh i've you, you've touched whether people want to admit it or not right because this is something that i didn't admit back then right I'm like, I'm gunning for him. I'm not going to tell people that I was on Periscope, right? So uh, you've, you've impacted and touched, I would say, just about everybody in the space. You know, it's like, I, think about it. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying this to have like, you know, like look at me or how great I no. am. But you're, you're, even if you'd never have heard of me, the dude teaching you has heard of you has or, heard of me or mirrored everything no. that I've done. They've learned through my marketing because I was a pioneer on all of the uh, most aggressive funnels and all this. And I and that and I'm not taking the credit for. It. I had a great team. Yeah, that was my thing. That's what I was getting at. You I learned how to leverage people. other yeah. people and get them. And this is our vision. And this is how we're going to get alignment. And alignment equals velocity. So let's go. And that's why we were able to scale faster and better than everybody else and build a better brand and a better operation. That then, uh, clever started. I started having a lot of challenges with Clever in 2016. Mm -hmm. So I, I was pulling back my real estate business and Clever was having some issues. So I was but you had one of your biggest years around that time. Oh, like I, you I mean, were like oh yeah, but like- Eight figure plus. Oh yeah, no, we did 20 million. I remember I mean, that I just, year. We were killing it, but I felt the change happening. And as an entrepreneur, it's weird because when your whole trajectory is like this and you're mm -hmm. going up, 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 and then you feel the hemorrhaging starting the way it's like, it's like a balloon, right? Well, when the balloon's really small and it has a bunch of holes in it, 
it, you it's not escaping you don't notice it but as the balloon blows up and up and up those holes get bigger and bigger and bigger well uh, here's me plugging holes in this balloon mm -hmm. and, and and i'm not used to that i'm used to winning i'm not used to be playing defense For i was sure. offense no. and so i had to shift a lot of my love and energy away from real estate to save clever in what we were doing yeah. and that was because my business was a i bought a lot of traffic from facebook and facebook was changing and donald trump got elected and then the analytical scandal broke out and then facebook's ads started changing i spent four million dollars a year on ads yeah i was the largest advertiser by far in the space that year you hit 20 how much money did you spend on marketing oh i don't know eight ten mm-hmm Eight, probably. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. Now, just four on just Facebook, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it was a lot. Um, you love to spend money on marketing. Cole told me. I do. No. I, I have very strong... <laughs> You're very I, aggressive. I'm very aggressive, but yeah. I lose a lot of money. Yeah. I lose a lot of money. I, and most people, like, when, when my students are like, dude, I spent $3,000 on direct mail, and yeah. I didn't get a single call. I'm like... Call me when you hit twenty five thousand. Yeah. Right. Like, call yeah. me back. Yeah. Like, two, three thousand dollars. No shit. Yeah. You Especially gotta, direct mail. Direct mail. You got to yeah. touch them like ten times before you even get like yeah. any traction. Uh, but for me, it was I, I was always spending a lot of money, and and so I pivoted away from the real estate thing, and my wholesaling business went from doing a bunch of deals to maybe doing like four or five deals a month, yeah. seven deals a month. Like it was just kind of coasting. And that's when people, people like me were like, he's not doing deals. Well, this was in 20, I slowed it down in 2017. Okay. That's I really, started calling you out in 2017 and 18. 2017, I slowed it down. Now at the time I was still doing big rehabs though. I was still putting a million plus $2 million out at a time yeah, on real yeah, estate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wasn't wholesaling, like grinding, yeah. like all the other wholesalers. Yeah. And I was, you know, consistently doing four to six, four to seven deals a month, just on autopilot. And then I would have these massive rehabs going on, these spec builds. Which you I'd, still do. Where I'd make a million dollars, like on yeah. a deal. So I was kind of like, whatever, talk shit. Yeah. I don't care. I was yeah. trying to save clever. Who was gunning for you that you know, besides me? Um, I don't really know who was gunning for me. I, I mean, I, nobody did it in front of me. No. I'll tell you that. No. Everybody was very nice to me when we were just around you. Out. Yeah, when we were hanging yeah. out. I never had anybody disrespect me in any way. It was actually always the well, opposite. Was, it was I would know they would talk shit and then they get around me. They, the first time I got around you, I actually apologize. So Yeah, but I was good with the apology. Most of them just fanboy out and they never apologize. And I'm like, dude, I know you talk shit. Oh. But now you're nice. You know, at least be real. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. I got really lucky. My best friend, Bryant, sold his T-shirt business. My other best friend, Garrett, who owns two Buffalo Wild Wings in town, they came to me three and a half years ago and said, hey, Cody, we've been watching you make your millions in real estate. Brian's like, I'm retired from the T-shirt business. I really want to get into real estate. And I tried to get him in years earlier, but he wouldn't listen to anything I say. He's such a hardhead. He is. So finally, he's like, I'm ready. And I said, cool. And they go, we want to be wholesalers. And I'm like, Pump the brakes. We are not. I'm we're not old, going back. Not, we're yeah. three old ass men. We are not yeah. going to wholesaling. Yeah. Like we can do wholesaling. We need to build. We need to be a builder and we need to, we need to actually create something. Yep. And because of Cole Hatter and what you'll learn at Thrive, which is how do you make your millions matter? Mm. Like that's what it's all about. When you make money, you realize none of it matters until the money, until what you're doing with the money matters. Mm -hmm. And so I said, look, let's start a business uh, development company 
let's call it Green Elephant Development, and it's going to be a for-purpose business. A portion of every house renovation or build that we do, a portion of the profits will go towards animal conservation. Mm. So now there's a give-back component. I'm I'm very passionate about helping kids and helping animals, and it's either you know whales or ocean life or elephants for me. Yes, sir. And so we found a couple amazing charities that we support that support animal uh, elephant conservation in Africa and uh, Asia. And we just started donating money to them. And how we raised the money was we would build a house or renovate a house. And then that house would tell a story. And so whenever somebody buys a property from us, they get this book and it's kind of the story of their property and their elephant that they're sponsoring. That's amazing. And so, and we build with green building materials. And so Green Elephant Development was born. So we we partnered up, Bryant, I said, you go get your real estate license. Garrett, you go get your general contractor's Mm -hmm. license. And we're gonna be three old guys building houses for a purpose. Mm And then we did that, and we focused on rehabbing for the first year. I think we did like 17 rehabs our first year together. Yeah. I, f- I put up a bunch of the money to get it going. That was my contribution. And yeah. all the coaching. I said, they all have to go through all my training. Yep. And then, uh, and then we started wholesaling uh, along with that, and we grew- we've been doubling every single year. Um, this year, we're, I currently have... Um, right at this moment, I just checked yesterday, I have 17 full-fledged rehabs going. Mm-hmm. I have five brand-new multimillion-dollar spec builds in Arcadia. If you go down the streets in Arcadia, it's great because we just got all our banners and our signs up. You see Green Elephant everywhere. Yeah. Um, we're starting to get a lot of uh, good reputation and branding and calls from the neighborhood saying, For will, sure. you, will, you, will, you do, will you do my renovation? Will you build my house? Will you, you know, so it's starting to grow as yeah. a company. Um, we are wholesaling about a house a day, house every other day. Um, we just did one of our largest wholesale deals yesterday. Uh, a friend of mine um, brought us a deal, and we co-wholesaled it. We, what was sold, it we sold it in Paradise Valley. Okay. He he kind of said we're going to keep marketing it, and you market it, and it's it was like a one point. They got it under contract for like one point four million dollars or something in PV. And he said, I don't think you're going to be able to sell it, but let's see what you can do. Yeah. We sold it in 15 minutes. We had five buyers. As soon as we hit the blast, within 15 minutes, five buyers, we sold it for 165. So you made like two, two something? Well, we were into it for one, four. four? Here, here's the actual, here, I'll give you the actual numbers because I, um, uh, one six. We sold it for one six. We got it for one, four, three, five. Got it. So six bigger deal. Yeah, no, and, and and the partner that brought us the deal, we're gonna give, fifteen minutes, six. We're figures. gonna give them a you know a little bit more than half. You know, we, for sure. I think we're gonna do a sixty forty split on that one. Beautiful. But I don't know what is that. What's forty percent of that? Uh, a amount. lot of money. Yes, yeah, a more, lot of money. More than fifty k. More than I used to make a year at one point. Not a bad fifteen minutes worth of work. No, so not. yeah, we're still doing deals. I'm not. I I don't go around. I'm the largest wholesaler. Like you, you can say that. I can't. Say I, that. I don't even want to say that. I well, I mean, you guys were at scale. You guys were spending yeah. millions. We're not doing that. Um, we're we're we're. I'm lucky now that I have enough of a, a relationship, capital, yeah. and reputation that we get a lot of deals. You got a bunch of other verticals that I've seen you work on the uh, real estate side. Where people are bringing you guys deals, like you know, we leverage a lot of yeah. a lot of the your, JV your, your stuff. meetups, your monthly meetups, you mm-hmm. know. So it's beautiful. But uh, look, I'm learning from guys like you. I'm learning from I st- I I learn from a lot of the the people that are killing. Like I didn't know what innovation was. Yeah, Corey Corey Gear. Yeah, he came to my office and modeled it all out, innovation and I'm like, this nation. is freaking brilliant, man! Yep. What a great what a great tool. Uh, so you know, it's a pursuit of knowledge, is a pursuit of excellence. You know, love and it. I just keep keep trying to learn from it because at this point i i'm i'm passing the torch 
you know I'm, yeah. I'm kind of fading out of the on the education side of the business you told me yeah. you told me three and brings me to my next question is three to five years mm. what is I'm going focused on, on I'm fo- right now I'm focused on thrive attend thrive.com yep I'm just gonna keep you, saying that. No, they come, have to, to, come to Vegas and party with. Spurs. I've been blasting it everywhere, and I'm blasting it through email uh, today. So let's go. One zero zero one hundred off is a tenth drive, guys. This is an in person event in Las Vegas, Nevada. Man, oh man! Like I'm telling you, I'm going to be. Uh, I'm a speaker, but I'm also a student. You got guys there that are eight and nine figure earners consistently. Not not just today or tomorrow, right? Like these guys have been earning nine figures for ten plus years. Do you not think I can learn something from these guys? I'm going to be in the front row somewhere or in the backstage, but I am going to want to learn off Jim Quick and Jesse Etzler and and uh, Andy Frisella and Tim Grover, who trained guys like Michael Jordan Kobe. and Kobe Bryant and mm. Dwayne Wade and wrote the book uh, Relentless, right? So you ever heard I'm John, excited. my partner in O-Snap speak, John? John Malott? Malott? No, never oh, He's one of the best. He's good? I think... That he's a sleeper. I think he's going to be one of the fan favorites of okay. the event. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, uh, m- continuing to grow the real estate business, I'm making way more money in real estate than I do in education. Yeah. Uh, and it's easier. Well, yeah. Oh, and it's real way estate's more, so way much easier, more fun. less stressful. So much more fun. Yeah. I, I, it's, if I didn't have such a passion for teaching, there's no, no way I would do real estate <laughs> education. It is so difficult. It is. It, to stay relevant, to stay fresh, you have to constantly come with new, new, new offers, new products. It's it, like it's, it's a people it's, are never like it's a rat they, race. They don't appreciate it's a rat the race. The hard work that you have to put in, yeah, yeah. Uh, but oh snap, you know, I, I launched that supplement company. It's a network marketing supplement company. Mm-hmm. We're basically taking old school network marketing in the supplement space. Which, if you think about this, is my quick soapbox. If you think about what's happening in the world today, with the economy shutting down and just the health of the nation, both spiritual, emotional, mental, physical. We're we're at we're under we're in war, and there's two things fighting against us heavy on the health side. Sugar is one of them, right? It's like and then just being obese, mm-hmm. and people are dying of die obesity all the time. Like it's it's a pandemic and yeah. we're not really talking about it. So then you you lock us in a room or you restrict us financially and like bombard us with negative news and like just our health goes right out the window. And next thing you know, you're you're it's a you're emotionally unhealthy and you're yeah. you're fighting a war. For sure. So what we decided to do was create a supplement company using a revolutionary delivery vehicle called a Snap Pack to give people nutrition in a snap liquid nutrition that mm-hmm. doesn't have any sugar and it. it's kind of naturopath approved i've had some they're delicious yeah yeah we got four different products and people can make money with our products mm-hmm. and that i've never owned a network marketing company but i'm very passionate about taking old school network marketing and blending it with the new school and with health well the, like, well think about what i do i'm a direct response marketer. i build funnels that are automated and scalable no and then once those funnels are built then my teams can drive a massive amount of traffic and they convert for them so you don't have to be a world-class marketer if you're on my osnap team i'll be the world-class marketer for you and help you make money from, from my funnels and so we built all the social assets and all the all the all the free plus shipping and handling offers and just everything and people are starting to make money which is we're only six months old and you know people are starting to make you know a thousand two thousand dollar checks three thousand yeah. so we're just getting going yeah. there will be a moment in time where people are making hundred thousand dollar checks like herbal life right? that's the vision yeah. is to help people in a 
where we're where, where they can work from home, work from anywhere, and have a stable supplemental that could become significant income side hustle that doesn't have to be worked that hard. No. Right? It's like it doesn't have to be a full time gig. You can have another job or do your real estate business and have your little supplement business on the side. So that's OSNAP. And that's those are the things I'm most excited for. Well, hold, hold on. Let me ask you this because I don't know how I don't know how you do it. You know, I don't know how you do it. And let me just let me just clarify what I'm trying to say. I consider myself um, a pretty uh, healthy person now. Uh, I consider myself a, a, an ambitious person, um, a pretty driven person. But you, I couldn't do what you do. You are like, always you here. We go. Where are you going this weekend? Uh, I'm. I run. I run two high-level masterminds, and one of them is called Hundred Million Mastermind Experience. We have a hundred members. They all paid a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. We have our Beverly Hills event. Uh, what do you guys? What, what crazy stuff are you guys pulling off at that mastermind? Dude, what? Dude, you gave me money, joined Avengers, and never showed up one time. Yeah. That's my other mastermind. That's my real estate mastermind. Yeah. This I called him up. He said, I got you. I think he just paid me just to just just you weren't even you I was honestly just supporting you. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? I was just supporting you. The, that relationship, it, those relationships that you'll meet there are world yeah. class. Some of the best in the world. Um, but Hundred Mill is our entrepreneur version of that. And um we bring in big celebrities. I can't tell you. You, you have, gotta be you gotta either watch my social yeah. or you got to be in the room. Didn't you but have? But just know we've had everybody from the Kardashians to mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg Magic to Johnson, Magic Johnson yeah. to Shaq to uh, Little Tyga, Wayne, Little yeah. Wayne, uh, Two Chains, yeah. who's my favorite. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, Two Chains came out. I threw my panties he up on stage because yeah. I was like, "Fucking Two Chains!" I, I remember you were I was dressed so like excited. you were dressed like a cowboy. I think that day. No, that was for uh, Wiz Khalifa. Okay, me and Wiz. Yeah. You know, it's. You know, well, anyway, oh. yeah, we were having fun. Uh, but we had Emmett Smith. We rent stadiums. We do wild stuff mm-hmm. with cool people. Uh, but that's just, yeah, you're, I know where you're going. Yeah. Every weekend. Yeah, exactly. I speak or I'm throwing an event yep. or I'm part of something. Uh, Thrive. Yeah. It's coming up November 19th, 20th, and yep. 21st. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In person, Vegas, by the way. You know how I do it? How? Team. Hmm. I have a phenomenal team. It is not, it is just great people. Most people are scared to hire great people. Yeah. They have all these, I don't know why, uh, they're scared to stretch and pay for great people. You want to step your entrepreneur game up, cut a check, hire a CFO that you can't afford. Mm. Right? And watch what happens. And watch what happens to your money game. Yeah. Hire a marketer that you can't afford and watch how many leads you get. Mm. It's just, a. I mean, it's just, look, if you want to, do it the hard way. Don't hire hire B players, and then they all look at you for the solution. And now you're carrying the weight of the whole thing on your back. You want to be a you want to be a real entrepreneur. Pay for great people and never stop hiring. No, like we are running ads nonstop. Yeah. for our businesses, and always trying to bring in the best of the best. And guess what? Everybody else that's sitting there, they know that I'm always hiring. Yep. You know, and I still love you. If if you get off my bus, I still love you. Yeah. You know, and everybody who's gotten off my bus has gone off to do great things. Mm-hmm. There's know? been a lot of them. There's been a lot of them, and you I'm know? I'm very proud that that's my legacy. That you impacted their, they whether never, they're yeah. whether they're appreciated or not. Or not yeah. yeah. I don't. I I'm not. I'm not trying to focus on that. I'm just. I'm just yeah. trying to. You know, uh, 
be a real entrepreneur that actually um, has, uh, in, I, w I want to be able to be an entrepreneur that has entrepreneurs all in alignment. So that's how I do it. Plus testosterone. I just keep injecting myself with test and I walk around with the boner all day. Oh my God. Once or twice I'm a week. I'm fired up, Carlos. Yeah. Let's go. I don't want to see what's going on under that table, but <laughs> let's talk about this. Speaking of boners and testosterone, family. Yes. Right, <laughs> good right? good yeah. transition. Right? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Family. Um, you know, you have a beautiful, amazing, amazing wife. Mm -hmm. um, I took her Kundalini class. She, it was not a Kundalini. It class. was some. It was. It was a breath work class. That was. She is. She is certified in breath work. Okay. Like a certain type of breath work. Well, it's there was gangster, about huh? thirty people there, and there was some people releasing all kinds of stuff, and yeah, uh, they had to bring me back. Um, I was, and then the, it was funny because I think uh, one of the coaches that was there was like. You're an entrepreneur, aren't you? Because they're like, yeah, you guys always fall asleep. You right? went, you went deep. I went deep. I you went deep. Yeah. I left. They had a, hello, hello, right? They're like, bring me back, and I get up, and everybody's in their little yoga pose, like I've been sleeping for like an hour, and they've been doing something else, right? So yeah. that was a little embarrassing, but that's okay. They said you shared well and you played full out. Um, are you gonna do it again? I absolutely. Um, she's having one uh, in December. I told her to move it to a Wednesday instead of a Sunday. Yeah. And I think she's gonna get more people. And I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna bring about you know minimum 10, 10, 15 people with me. So um, I had a great experience, and I can't wait to do it again. But back to your family. That's your wife, right? And then you got your son, and you got your daughter. You know how do you? Because this is one of my. This has been one of my biggest struggles. You know I'm really early mm -hmm. in the entrepreneur game. You know. Um, how do you do it, man? How do you, how do you keep them as a number one priority? And how do you, you know, how do you keep, uh, how do you let them know? This is a perfect know? way to end this podcast, by the way. I love this. Thank you. Thank you. Um, how do you let them know? Like, Hey, I know dad has all this and I'm serving the entire world, but you guys are my number one priority and I yeah. love you. And I want to bring, I want to give you guys the best of me, not the rest of me. Right. So how do you manage to do that? Yeah. Well, first off, I'm not the guy who should write the book on this, but I have done certain things in my relationship that's worked out really well that I think I could share. Um, first and foremost, the one of the first earliest things I did as an entrepreneur is I hired my wife an assistant, full-time executive assistant for my wife. That was one of the power moves because, you know, when, I, when you understand love languages and you do not meet expectations with your wife or your husband, uh, that friction is going to bleed into your businesses and everything else in your oh. life that you're doing. And so I don't want her to be pissed at me when she says we stop by the store and pick up milk. No, bitch, I ain't going to the store and getting milk. <laughs> I'm trying to make tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That's what you say inside. Yeah, you're like, but my time's you're not going to say that to your wife. So yeah. you're like, honey, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get this damn milk today. But tomorrow, I'm hiring your ass an assistant. And she's going to get the milk. Mm -hmm. She's going to get everything else and clean the house and do everything else that you ever wanted her to do. And I will sacrifice and I'll create the money to give you this person in your life because I know I'm neglecting you because I'm over here building empires. Yep. So I know that's important to you. So I'm going to make that happen. And once I did that, it freed me up. And now she has time to go to yoga for one hour. Mm. And refresh herself and get her shit straight. And she's not like stressing out about chores and work. Yeah. Okay. So that was number one. Um, 
number two, we take a lot of vacations. So, I mean, I think that's another part of it. We take a lot of vacations. I've like, seen it. And mm. try, try to travel a lot and give the kids lots of experiences. Um, uh, I lately, and I'm that you brought up the breath work, I am encouraging her to have her own identity. Mm-hmm. That's I'm helping her start her own thing and her own. She's doing and well. Her own bit, and she's doing it, she's and doing it's great. really yeah. inspiring. And I love seeing her, her, her do that. Bro. The other thing is, there's no such thing as balance. I understand that. I know I have a lot of responsibility. She knows I have a lot of responsibility. Um, so when I pull into my garage every day, I you will see me sitting there for about five minutes before I get out of the car. And I download the day real fast in my brain. All the stress, the challenges, the curveballs, the hurdles, the good stuff, all of it. And I do whatever I'm going to do on my phone. But the second I park that car and I get out of it, my job stays in that car in the garage. Mm. And I come into the house and I am like, that smells amazing. You look beautiful. This is great. Hi, kids. And I'm very present. Yep. And I think that's the problem with most entrepreneurs is they don't get present with their significant other. And that's that was a, a muscle you have to build. And Absolutely. so a little psychological hack is just pretend you're parking it in the garage. So that way when you come in, now you're shifting your presence because the balance isn't going to work. There's going to be moments where, like, shit hits the fan. I got to address it. But she she feels heard. She feels loved. I know her love. I know I know what kind of love language she You're there. She you're can, part of the family. And I'm present yeah. while I'm there. So that's it. You know? And it's not going to be perfect. And, uh, yeah. I love it. I love it, man. It works. It works. It's it works for, for 17 every, years. Yeah. And everybody yeah. will find their own way, right, uh, as long as they try. If they try to make it work, it's going to work because you and I both know – 50 60 percent i don't know what the percentage of divorce rates is uh, with entrepreneurs but it, it's, it's a pretty big pretty big large divorce rate and a lot of it has to do with lack of communication um neglecting the family you know what i mean prioritizing i think the thing with me and shan is she's my best friend no yeah. that's the f- undertone foundation of yeah. it all yeah yeah you've told me that yeah and Dude, it's work. Love, but you guys, is, love but you guys, is work. Yeah, but you guys. Just as much you as have, building a business. You have put in the effort, and she has put in the effort to become, you know, mm-hmm. not just a married More couple. now than yeah. ever. Yeah. I you know, it. when you get to the 17-year mark, you really got to put it in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, brother. Dude, thanks for having me on. Man, anything else uh, besides <laughs> any other announcements? Obviously, Thrive. Guys, get to Thrive. Go to attendthrive.com. Use the coupon code 100OFF. And uh, you need to get there because it is the number one rated entrepreneur event, five years running. You got the top of people that are on top of their game and their respective industries. They're going to be there. This isn't one of those, you know, no disrespect to anybody throwing events out there. No, this isn't one of your mom and pop shops uh, type of events. This is this is the best of the best. This is the best of the best. So you need to get there. Any other uh, announcements? Dude, I'm proud of you. Thank you, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. You're impacting a lot of people. Thank you. And, uh, you know. Thank you for uh, taking me under your wing the way that you have. You know what I mean? I appreciate you. Yeah, dude, I'm a fan. Thank you, brother. I'm a fan, too. Let's keep it going. All right. All right. Thank you. What Do you have a sign-off? I have a sign-off. Uh, yeah, let's do your sign-off. Ready? All right. All right. This, this, has been episode, this has been episode 10 with the All In Entrepreneurs Podcast. This has been episode 10 with the All In Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Cody Sperber here with Carlos Reyes. We're out of here. Take care. Comb your hair. We out.